Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 932 of the Juicebox podcast. Today, Jenny and I are going to talk about cures for diabetes. That's right. It's another diabetes myth episode. And you will not believe what the listeners told me that other people have told them. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Here are a few things not to forget if you want to save money. You can get a year's supply of vitamin D for free and five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 from Athletic Greens at my link, athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. You will save 35% off your entire order at cozyearth.com with the offer code juice box at checkout. And you'll save 10% off your first month of therapy at betterhelp.com forward slash juice box. If you'd like to hire Jenny, she works at integrateddiabetes.com. Check her out. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by two devices that my daughter has been wearing forever since she was a toddler. The first, Dexcom. Today, the podcast is sponsored by the Dexcom G7, but you can get that G6 too if you want it. Both of them at my link, dexcom.com forward slash juice box. The podcast is also sponsored by Omnipod. Today, I'm going to be telling you about the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash. My daughter's been wearing an Omnipod since she was four years old. You can too. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. That's where you'll get started. Learn more. The whole shebang happens right there. Hey, Jenny, how are you? I'm fine. How are you, Scott? I'm good. I'm glad to hear that your voice is better. It is. I sound hopefully like me again. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I actually got a note from somebody that said, how long will Jenny's voice be like this? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning it was not very, it was not preferable, yeah, I guess. I, I, I guess they weren't thrilled with it. Uh, no. <laughs> but anyway, we are, let's see what we've done so far with the myth series. I think we've got four in the can, as they say, uh, completed. And today we're going to do, I think you and I need some fun. So um, let's do miracle cures for diabetes. Oh, I'm sure there, I'm remembering the list. There were, there were some really unusual ones on this list, if I remember correctly. Yes. Oh, uh, and we're not going to start with cinnamon. That's too easy. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be my contention that it's not that people believe that cinnamon cures diabetes is that they've heard something and then when they hear the word diabetes and they want to help you their little synopsis fire in their brain and they go have, have you tried uh, cinnamon and, and <laughs> like yes yes that's what i think mm -hmm. um if that's not the case i'll reiterate here uh, as a species as uh humans have have cured like seven or eight things and Correct. Right. Three or four. Not very much. Right. And three or four of them aren't actually cures. We just, I think we inoculated people. Or are, correct. That's man. what I was going to say. A lot of them are actually now, right? They're immunization for something. And they 
clearly work, or we would have a lot more cases of measles and all of those that we get inoculated against as we're sort of going through the growing years. And even as adults, sometimes there are some that you need to get yet again, depending on your age through mm-hmm. the life cycle. Pol- so. Polio comes to mind. I've uh, yes. a, a very close friend's father who just passed recently, lived his whole life, you know, with a terrible uh, affliction um, mm-hmm. in his leg, but um, you don't see that much anymore. Uh, so is it, is polio cured? No, it's right. We've inoculated it away as best as we can. Correct. So I, <laughs> all right. So I, like I said, let me skip all of the comments about cinnamon. We'll get to that okay. later. Um, I just want to, I'm going to start with okra water. This person says they were told that okra water would cure their diabetes. Now let's try to figure out why that is. So Diabetes UK says, outside of scientific research, many people with diabetes have reported decreased blood sugar levels after soaking cut up okra pieces in water overnight and then drinking the juice. In Turkey, roasted okra seeds have been used as traditional diabetes medicine for generations. Okay. Interesting. I would expect the first the first thing that you read makes me think that, and for, I'm sorry to say for those of you who really like okra, please enjoy your okra. I, I have not found a pleasing way to enjoy okra ever. <laughs> it is it is slimy. It Blah is the way I like think of okra. And I like a lot of weird things. I would expect that it's the fiber and the that that sliminess that I don't like. It almost creates a like a sludge sort of. That's not the right word to use, but you get the effect. It sort of creates almost like a, a coating, I would expect, maybe in the intestines as it gets digested. And this is all assumption yeah, sure. right oh this whole thing is going to be assumption don't worry uh, cor- yeah, yeah, correct yeah. that's that's what i would assume is potentially one of the reasons that you may get maybe a lower glycemic impact when you eat it with foods do you remember olestra yes okay oh god it was made in potato chips right right they were putting it in potato chips and they were saying like here these are potato chips that won't make you gain weight but no, but it, you spent your day in the bathroom. Yes, but it did the same thing, right? Like it literally created a slip and slide inside of you. So that's a great yes. Yeah, so your body couldn't absorb anything. People were having like they were expelling like grease from their. It, yeah. They were having fatty stool, is what we call it. Well, that's a very nice yes. way of saying it. But when you're shooting grease out of your butt, you're not going to say fatty <laughs> stool. You're going to be like, what the hell's happening? Um, I'm just going to sit in the bathroom. Yeah. Thank you so much. Honey, honey, I, uh, did the Do X Do not sound, enter. I think the X-Sound Valdez sank in the toilet. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's what you're getting at, right? It's like, so maybe okra has that kind of feeling. I, I want to say here, it says okra is also high in fructose. Fructans, a carb that may cause digestive issues in some people when consumed in large amounts. I also think it's time to say we're not telling you to do any of this stuff. Like, yeah. Correct. Right. Yes. This is a list of things from listeners that they've heard from other people uh, layered with my assumption that people aren't being, you know, they aren't being cruel when they say stuff like this. And Jenny is not just a nutritionist, but you have a couple of like hippy dippy ideas about food so i love you in this conversation <laughs> oh great fantastic yay <laughs> i think you're fantastic for this honestly yay um, well and something else that might i think it crosses across 
it crosses many of the things that we'll probably talk about that were like brought up as people commented on them. Mm-hmm. In this case, I would expect someone decided to do some type of lab trial with rats or mice with this after having found people noting, right, from yeah. a, a historical standpoint that some cultures were using this long-term for managing glucose levels. I'd expect, again, it has more ties to type 2 diabetes than to type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it couldn't cross the line and help if it is a gut level. It could help in both cases. Um, but I'd expect somebody probably did some rat studies and fed them enough okra. Yes. <laughs> To notice a difference, and as right? I, as I always say, uh, people with diabetes, we're busy trying to cure them. We should be busy trying to turn them into mice because we have no trouble curing diabetes in mice. And then if they could just turn you into a mouse, Jenny, cure your diabetes, then turn you back into a person, this whole thing is set. It's We're all cured then. <laughs> yeah, two, exactly. Two yes. seconds. Um, <laughs> why would someone be told that magnesium would cure their diabetes? Let's see. Uh, magnesium appears to help manage blood sugar levels among people with diabetes. Also, those who tend to consume less magnesium typically have poorer blood sugar regulation, higher risk of type two than people who consume higher amounts. Uh, top of my head, I take magnesium oxide to stay regular. Would that it help? does help with digestion? Right, absolutely. So, maybe so that. if you're eliminating more appropriately, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, magnesium obviously it's a mineral; it's a very common mineral in the body. Um, you can easily get the the level of magnesium tested with a lab draw, mm-hmm. so you can actually see am I deficient? And for you know why you said you're taking it, it helps with elimination. It helps just with regularity of elimination. A lot of people end up taking it in the evening. So that overnight it works a little better. You go to the bathroom first thing in the morning. Um, it can also be used, you know, pregnancy wise for helping as women tend to get constipated in pregnancy many times. So it's one of the safe things that you can kind of use in that regard. Um, Ma- I mean, it's magnesium it's, comes in three forms, right? Glycinate oxide, mag- yeah, magnesium oxide, um, glycinate, glycinate, and Citrate, citrate, yeah, yeah. If okay. I remember correctly, yes. Okay. And they all, um, on all three of those things do different, different things yeah. or are absorbed differently in the body. Um, I mean, magnesium, it also plays a big role in a lot of the different organs in your body, especially from a muscle level. Mm-hmm. You might have heard magnesium being utilized kind of similar to potassium for like muscle function, muscle soreness, those types of things. Um, it, has implications in like how the heart muscle contracts and all of those things. So making sure your magnesium levels are optimal to begin with, just get a lab draw and see if you're okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and that doesn't necessarily mean then you need to take magnesium just because people with diabetes do tend to often be lower in magnesium than the general public does. Okay. Um, let's see. We'll do a fun one. Oh, if I start taking Wim Hof ice baths, my type oh. 1 diabetes will eventually disappear. Wait, what the heck? Do you know Wim Hof? I've read the book. I also used some of his podcasts. He does. I will say that there is not, there's not craziness in it in a, in a broad sense, but in terms of taking away your type 1 diabetes, that's absolutely false. <laughs> 
Jenny, you don't think if I just pop a magnesium and get in a cold tub, this will all... <laughs> I promise it will not cure anything that is ailing you, thyroid or iron level or anything for you. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but but not a bad thing to do is what you're saying. No. Yeah. I, I mean, in fact, I, there's a lot of really good information from the Wim Hof method. Um, like I said, the book is a really informative and very, it's very interesting book in mm. terms of what cold sort of immersion therapy does for the body on an immune level and everything it's it's very interesting um but it will it will not cure your diabetes what are those things they cold shock protein benefits like is that what they say like your body makes cold shock proteins when you do like those i don't know like it I'm has not- it has really an impact mostly on like the inflammatory processes in your body. Yeah. Um, so going beyond that, I wouldn't delve into any other like physiological because mm-hmm. um, I haven't read the book in a couple of years, but yeah. Well, you know, it's so hard to decide what's the difference between junk science or what they call bro science nowadays, right? Or um, and, and if something's helping you, like who cares? Honestly, right. like, you know, if you get, jump into icy water once a day and you feel better, then God bless. Like, what do I care? Um, yes. But I think the problem arises and 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 it's seen throughout your health, not just in like one place where the expectation is like if a doctor says to you, I don't know, hey, you're low in vitamin D. Mm-hmm. We want you to have higher vitamin D, right? That's a fairly common thing for people with autoimmune issues and yes. maybe people in general because we don't seem to go outside anymore. And by the way, Canada's on fire and the sun can't get through. So, <laughs> so, right, so we're all yes. a little vitamin D deficient right now. And by the way, Canada pulled together. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, honestly, just can you put some water yes. on that, please? Help us out. Yes, uh, help I, us out. I, yes. my, my sky was orange yesterday. I know Canada was on fire, but I also couldn't breathe. So help me. Uh, nevertheless. Yes, it, it's passed out of our area for them. We had a couple of multiple days in a row last week where we had air quality at like horrible levels. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the sun was like this like blood red. Yeah. And we had almost like this hazy quality to the air that was similar to what we usually get in July, August, when our humidity is like 85, 90% all the time. Yeah. Um, but yes, I am not affected from what I can tell by any of that. I don't have allergies, thank goodness. Other people have significant. Gave me a headache. My wife felt nauseous when she went outside. And no matter where you were, where I lived for about 48 hours, it smelled like 20 feet from you. There was a fire that somebody threw water on. Like Wow. Was, so you really had. It was significant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, New York, uh, friends of my son were like sent home from work. So like in the middle of the day. Anyway, that's wow. not the point. The point is, no. is that your doctor tells you, hey, you're low in vitamin D. I'd like to see your vitamin D higher. Right. And you do that. You take your vitamin D. And there's a number of ways to take it. Jenny's going to tell you to take it orally. under With a tongue, drop. With a drop. Um, mm-hmm. You can take it once a day. Like I... I mean, listen, I'm not a doctor and this isn't advice. I take 5,000 I use of vitamin D every day. Um, yep, I so, take 4,000. Okay, That's some people get one 50,000 IU tablet once a week. A lot of type mm-hmm. ones probably recognize that. I've heard that's not the best way to do it, but it's it's done that way because people forget to take their stuff if not, right? 
And also because forget, yes, but I think it's also a very easy therapeutic dose that the doctor thinks, well, once a week they can do this. It's such a large dose. They're going to get enough at a time that we can easily do a lab check sooner and evaluate whether or not the levels are coming up. But for somebody with low vitamin D levels, like when I was initially checked years ago, my vitamin D was 18. Mm, Optimal is 50 to 70. Your lab will usually say 30 to 100. Mine was 18. And my endo was like, this, this is wrong. We're going to, we're rechecking. <laughs> Clearly a lab mistake, right? It came back. It was 18 again. That was his. He's like, you're taking 50,000 IUs. He's like, it's going to work fast. It's a really big dose. I took it. We retested. And I think my level was like 22. Okay. He's like, really? And that's when I started seeing a naturopath. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that recommended the drops. She said there's an absorptive issue. She said it's not uncommon with people with some type of autoimmune condition, a gut level inability to absorb even that huge dose. It didn't do much. I started taking the drops and it made a major difference. Right. In your level. But my point was, and you're going to be a great person to ask, once your vitamin D was up, you didn't have a moment, right, where you're like, oh my God, the world's brighter. Like everything feels different and it's just, right? But I will tell you that I did notice a difference in my overall blood sugar management. Okay, cool. Which was not, it was not poor to begin with. Mm -hmm. When I had that level of 18, I was, I was doing enough, I think of my own micromanagement at that point without the smart technology we have today. I mean, I just had a pump and a CGM at that point, um, but I noticed once my levels got up to le- to where they should be and were maintained there, n- I felt better because my blood sugars were easier to navigate. They were easier to manage. And it it's relative because vitamin D works on the cellular level. Yeah. It works in how the body responds to glucose. It works on how the body receives and utilizes insulin. And on the internal cellular level, how the body uses the glucose once it gets in there. So- uh, optimizing vitamin D, it's not going to cure you. This right. is not a cure, but. <laughs> yeah, and my, my that's all actually amazing information. I'm glad we had that conversation. I just wanted to tell people, just because you do something doesn't mean like rainbows and sunshine all the time. But it, Correct. it also doesn't mean it's not valuable for you. And a little bit here and a little bit there, like all these silly things that we're like going through, if all of them have some small impact on blood glucose, then whatever. Great. You know? Correct. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, yeah. Je- Jenny, listen to this one. Mm. I received a video. A video? A video. Of, <laughs> I just mixed up a couple words there. I received a video, this person says, uh, with a number of different foot massages, all told to me to cure my diabetes and how long would it take to cure her diabetes if they did the foot massages? Three days. Just three days, Jenny. <laughs> really? Yeah. Man, I got to find the right um, um, the right <laughs> massage therapist. Mine clearly are getting paid for things that Your they're not doing the right way. <laughs> Your reflexologist sucks. Um, massages to cure diabetes. Where is this coming from? To yeah, cure- I'm. I wanted to look to it like I've not heard. I mean, again, in a science-based way, mm-hmm. we do know that things like acupuncture, acupressure, the right type of massage to the right area of the body 
can absolutely, this is not, this is the easiest way I can describe it. It opens up pathways that may have been blocked from an inflammatory type of thing that can, again, encourage your body to flow better with energy and all of this. I feel like I'm very earthy crunchy right now while I'm talking about this, but um, clearly all of these have a root in some type of research and experimentation, but it's unfortunate that it goes as far as saying this is an all out cure. Yeah. So what ends up happening is like, I'm seeing a lot of returns here on Google that massaging your feet could help with diabetic like foot and leg pain. Yes. So, okay. Then I see somebody who's clearly trying to make money off of the idea, right? And mm-hmm. and this is really the crux of this conversation, in, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to see if I can get their website to load. Apparently, they're not making much money because they can't afford a good server. Hold on a second. Um, but you can make an appointment with them. Foot reflexology to control and reduce and prevent diabetes. But when you click on the link, there's a ton of ads. They're selling things. Like, it's it's just a way to draw you in to try to get you to spend some money with them. Um, yes. And that, that really is the shame uh, of all this. And where I think a lot of this gets proliferated from. Because at some point, like, use – I'm going to use the low-carb, like, diabetes thing as an example. Sure. Right? Or coaching, um, is another thing, right? So at some point, someone says, listen, I'll put it on me for a second. Years ago, I said, I talk about diabetes in a certain way. I say some same things over and over again. They seem to lead to my daughter having an A1C in the low sixes. I don't, it's not prepackaged. I didn't write a book about it. I didn't call it something, but these things seem to work. I launch a podcast. It becomes incredibly popular. And now you can look around media and see two dozen people, if you listen to them talk, they are parroting you and I and changing some of the words. And But at the end of it, they're also offering you coaching. Sure. And they give you a little bit of information and then tell you how for just $60 a week or $200 a month or blah, 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 they're going to mm-hmm. explain to you, which basically they're going to explain to you, like, I don't know, fat rises and pre-bolusing probably and probably um, yeah Mm -hmm. and they're going to make a little money and they're going to keep going they're going to get the next sucker and they're going to do it again and again and again and that's what this stuff is to me like you know it's i heard cinnamon so i'll make cinnamon tablets and i'll market them to people with diabetes and there are these many millions of people who have type 2 diabetes and these many millions of people have type 1 diabetes and if we just sell to a small slice of them we're going to be rich selling cinnamon capsules and that's in the end, and then they keep that conversation going. And I, I hate to say, but I see online, I see people making a living teaching diabetics to eat low carb and they sell their services. And then they go into forums and they start arguments with people because that argument will draw in at least five or six people who go, I, I do want to hear more about that. And then they make another $1,000 that month off those five or six people. It, it's all marketing. It, it just really is, you know? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, 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 just to say this, like, in fairness, I just found out a way. I found a way to make money that doesn't charge the listener. It really of is. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. So. Yes. Well, and many, many times, too, we have to look at what is 
what is the knowledge base of the person who is providing wherever the education comes from and whatever source you choose to get your education or information from what's what's their background are you getting it from a quality a quality place does that person really understand and if they do maybe you're willing to pay for their service um i mean i know a, a couple of people that have come to me choosing one like nutrition plan or another, whether it's high carb, low carb, in between, whole 30, whatever it might be. And they're either confused and need help and guidance on that path because they want to stick with it. Or they're like, I don't think it's working, but what I was doing before wasn't working either. Can you just tell me what to do? Right. So I think people are searching for what they think is going to help them the best. And where where you get it from again i think is it's really important to do your research yeah i also i think you make a good point like if if i'm struggling that much and i give a guy a thousand dollars and i'm not struggling as much anymore well then like it was worth it Yeah, right on you know i'm saying i think it's interesting that if i go to instagram uh i don't see anybody who doesn't have a six pack and isn't super handsome and also has diabetes telling me about diabetes, right? Like I don't see, uh, and, and just because you had a baby and you have diabetes doesn't make you a good, you know, correct guide through your pregnancy. But right. that is what happens a lot. It's the, in, it's the Instagram mixture with this desire and need to make money. And mm-hmm. like, just think about it. Like if, if I was tall and super handsome and young and I might have been like, well, I'll take a bunch of pictures of myself without my shirt on. And I'll say, like, you know, I did this, too. And so could you. And like, so, you know, meanwhile, it's, yes. you know, <laughs> I I say all the time, like looking good in a bikini doesn't make you a diabetes expert. But those seem to be the peop- the girls that we pay attention to on Instagram. Right. It's and, the, 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 the ones that get the clicks because yeah. it's more of a visual to begin with, because it then leads down the path of. Well, if you're doing it the right way and you it's it's entirely a look. Right. Right? It's entirely this person looks like they've got it all together. Look at them. I want to look like them mm-hmm. is the first thought. And because they're living with something similar to me, must be doable. I need their tips. Yeah. It must be doable. It must be something that I'm missing in application. And I don't want to say that there aren't people out there who are handsome and helping people. I'm sure there are. But Right. I, I, I am in a unique position to tell you how the back end of this all works, okay? People offer me money to do a lot of things all the Mm -hmm. time, and I turn a good chunk of it down because it seems dirty, although I am going to make a video for US Med soon because I was like, that's nice. I can do that. Uh, Now that I've lost some weight, Jenny, I was like pretty comfortable with that. (laughs) You're like, Scott looks okay. I can do this Although I I asked Arden, I was like, how do I cover these dark circles under my eyes for that? Uh, But Did she give you some fancy makeup tips? She did, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Scott has makeup. That should be the name of this episode. Scott has makeup. Let me just say, if you see a video of me for US Med somewhere, I'm definitely making wearing makeup up under my eyes. <laughs> um, That's so funny. But but the, but I think that it's just it's important to know it's a scr- it's a scraping effort. Like right? Like I only need five people this week. Like these aren't people trying to be rich, they're trying to pay their bills. So if they can get five people to give them $50, then every week they make 250 bucks and they they pay their bills and then they, they it's a business model where you only really have to have 
I hate to say this, it's very reminiscent of OnlyFans. You only need a thousand or so people sending you $20 a month and you're making $20,000 a month. And it goes right with these myth type of topics because it gets, it gets, you get drawn in from a click here and a click there. And the person who's going to guide you through using milk from a cat or whatever it's going to be, right? Jenny, let's not say milk from a cat. Let's go to the one that I know you're waiting for. Okay, I did want before we go, go to ahead, that one go ahead, go ahead. is I did want to about the massage because we kind of moved Glossed off from that. But I did want to say that there is um there is I don't know if you ever put links or give links or anything sure. for people to get some information, but um the diabetes spectrum actually has a really good article on using massage and diabetes management. Again, not from a cure standpoint, right. but the real science kind of behind it. Um, and what it may be beneficial for when you are living with diabetes and maybe even further with like foot conditions because of diabetes. Um, so I can send you a link if you wanted to. No, please. Uh, It's diabetes spectrum. It's diabetes spectrum. Yes. All right, Jenny, I feel like we should have a drum roll here because someone who listens to this podcast was told if they drank Before I start the ads, in your mind, think of something you really wouldn't want to drink. Uh, That's what's about to be told to you. But first, Omnipod 5. Oh, goodness gracious me. The Omnipod, small, tubeless, able to be worn in the shower or while you're swimming. Oh, you don't have to take it off like those tube pumps. You know those tube pumps are like, take me off before you go in the shower. Not with the Omnipod. Jump right in. Wash right off. Jump right out. No loss of insulin. No interruption of your algorithm. Algorithm, you say? Of course. The Omnipod 5 is an algorithm-based pump that works with your Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor, making decisions for you about insulin. Fantastic, right? I mean, you count the carbs and all, but your blood sugar starts going up, and the Omnipod 5 is like, whoa, 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 what's this about? And then if it's appropriate, gives you more insulin. Hello. Say it thinks you're going to get low later. Starts taking insulin away to try to stop that. Cha-ching. What am I saying to you? Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. These algorithms. I know people say it's the future. Well, let me tell you a secret. The future's here. If you're not playing up here in the future with the rest of us, uh, you could be. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box is the best and first step to get started with the Omnipod 5. Now, if you're not looking for the algorithm, you can still get tubeless and wonderful with Omnipod with the Omnipod Dash, also available at my link. There are links in the show notes of the podcast player you're listening in right now and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to Omnipod and our next sponsor, Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G7 and G6 continuous glucose monitoring system. My daughter happens to be wearing the G7 right now. It is teeny tiny. It is super flat. It works terrific. We love it. I'm going to be doing some gazintas on my fingers here. One, two, four, eight, twenty. You take 10. You subtract five. That gives you five. Then you add 25. That's 30. And then there's 52 weeks in a year. So you divide that. Arden's worn about seven or eight Dexcom G7 so far. It's been absolutely terrific. We're really enjoying it. Honestly, it's nice and small. The, the insertion process, I mean, to call it a process is probably too much, right? Just... 
it's over before it starts. The warm up, I don't know if you know this, the warm up for the G7 is 30 minutes. It's fantastic. And you can actually overlap it with the other one that you're wearing so that it's warmed up when you switch it. I can't explain it all to you now, but yeah, well, you know what? I could explain it to you. Let me get a drink. All right, I'm back from my drink. Dexcom G7, first and foremost, has a grace period. So it doesn't just end. It's not like, hey, the sensor stops working at 9 p.m. So her 9 p.m. stops working. There's actually a significant grace period after that. But I'm talking about putting on the new sensor. You can put it on while the old one's still working and let it, you know, acclimate to your body and then wait the 30 minutes. It's already acclimated and it's ready to go. Then you switch off the old one, connect the new one, and you have numbers right away. So if you're a little thoughtful about it, there really is no warm up time where you're not without a sensor. And if you like to let your sensors warm up longer, you could do that too. I know what you're thinking. Tell me a little more, Scott. I don't have time to tell you more. The music's going to run out. You got to go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox right now to get your G7, to get your G6, to get started. CGMs are where it's at. Be there with them. All right, guys, I appreciate it when you use my links, when you're interested in Dexcom and Omnipod and everything else. It helps support the show, keeps it free, and allows conversations like this, where I'm about to tell you what a listener of the podcast was told to drink if they wanted to cure their diabetes. Are you ready? Trust me, you're not ready, but I'm going to say it anyway. Someone who listens to this podcast was told if they drank cow urine, it would cure their oh. diabetes. So... Okay. So you think that one I can't even imagine has research behind. I don't know what researcher would have been like, yeah, this is a good idea. Oh, but it does. Does <laughs> so, it really? Yeah, 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 oh yeah. my God. <laughs> so, um, effective treatment by cow urine therapy, consumption of Gomutra arc might reduce blood glucose levels. Sulfur present in cow urine may act like sulfuries or it might increase insulin receptors sensitivity or cause an increased amount of insulin release. Now, here's what I want you to listen to. Might comes up a lot in that sentence. <laughs> like, so it, like, let me say it this way. If you all send me $50, I might send you back a hundred. <laughs> I'll put my address at the end. Uh, might is the big word here. Might increase. Also, it's just saying it's about something about sulfur. Like, but, and then you think, well, this is going to be one crazy return. And, you know, how could that possibly be anything else? But there it is. Uh, cow urine, Jane's cow urine therapy. A lot of this comes out of India. I was going to say, I wonder if it has to do with like the prevalence the, of the hin Hindu kind of. I don't know. The Hindustian um, Times in 2018 ran an uh, article, Cow Urine Can Cure Diabetes. And uh, a study conducted by Bangalore scientists showed that cow's urine lowers blood glucose level and can cure diabetes. Now, first of all, again, not that I think that cow urine can cure diabetes, but they're obviously talking about type 2. Type 2 diabetes is uh, a rampant issue in India. And, oh, um, yes. Yeah, maybe more so than here, honestly. Um, 
reduces blood sugar levels, a study conducted by Perfect. Again, we don't know who any of these people are, blah, blah, blah. And it's 2008, and I can't find another return for it. But that's not the point, is it? The point is it is that an article from 2008 from what is, uh, you know, I'm going to say news source, in, in India somehow made it to America where a listener of this podcast was told, drink cow urine, it will cure your diabetes. That's crazy. And where, and even if, like, where, where are people supposed to get cow urine from? Like, if you live in the middle of New York City, right? Come on. Honestly. Jennifer, you live in Wisconsin. I do, but I'm not going to go knock. I mean, and I live in an area of Wisconsin that does have dairy, very close. I could go knock on my local farmer's door and be like, yeah, could you just (laughs) not let the cows pee in the the area there? Because I'd like you to collect it in this bucket. Any of you see Jenny with a five-gallon bucket under a cow, you tell me right away. Uh, 2018, (laughs) India Times. Cow urine can protect heart, heal diabetic wounds. Mm. You'd have to be behind the cow, by the way. Is that where the penis is? Or do you want the, does it matter if it comes from a boy or a girl cow? doesn't say. I know. That's a really good question. I mean, a penis for for a a bull would be under the cow, obviously. But for female cows, it actually comes out more the back end. You actually have to be very, very careful walking behind. You're going to get peed on. uh, you're, You're not wrong. Like, it's not saying bull. It's saying cow. Specifically, it's saying cow, yeah. Right. yeah so, so I would need like a baby pool to g- gather it up, probably. You'd probably need, yeah. It's going to get so some cow, go. it's going to have some cow poop in it, too, just in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think I just take the diabetes, maybe. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple that are a couple that I know that are coming up that I'd be like, I'll just, I'll just keep my diabetes. Yeah, well, Thanks. here's a simple one cashier at the grocery store and listen. Who doesn't know medicine better than the cashier at your grocery store said, uh, if I eat more oranges, I'd be cured. So I Googled it because oranges have a low GI, they trigger a slow rise in your blood sugar levels, making them more favorable for people with diabetes. That's the best return I can get about oranges. But that's not a cure. That's no. like, where did the, I mean, really? It's how people's minds jump. Like Right. Uh, and or maybe this person read something about the rind or the ex- the essential oil extract that you can actually get if you kind of scrape the outside of the the orange right to just get a little bit of that i mean there are unbelievable antioxidants in the skins and the peels of all of our fruits there are but from a cure standpoint this person read something that they you know it's like the game of phone Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You say yeah. something to the kid Telephone. next to you. Yeah. And by the end of the line, it's like yeah. entirely different. I eat an orange almost every day. Honestly, I think they're lovely. I, I, they I, are lovely. I, I use them for my if I have a sweet craving. I have an orange. When I'm, I do the same. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The Kara Kara are my favorite. Mm, the real like aren't like they're, almost they're very red. they're very orangey flavor. Yes. I hate to tell you, but you get a beautiful bag of oranges at Costco for nine dollars. It's it, you it can huge. and grapefruit yeah. recently. The mm-hmm. grapefruit are also their pink grapefruit are really good. Yeah, right now. I don't know if Costco are good people or not, but great oranges. <laughs> and I buy my beef there too. But that's okay. They don't have their orange trees behind you know Costco, so they're. <laughs> Jenny, if I asked you if a prickly pear cactus could cure my diabetes, 
or yours or anybody's. I don't have diabetes. That's a weird way for me to be speaking. Uh, would you say that's crazy? But WebMD tells me, um, why do people take prickly pear cactus? And people with type 2 diabetes, supplements, supplements made from one type of broiled prickly pear cactus stem may, lo- may lower blood sugar levels. Early, early research shows that the supplements may lower blood sugar by 17 to 46% in some people. May mm-hmm. and some. <laughs> what mm-hmm. I just read was that ain't gonna work. But you know, like it worked for somebody, obviously, because it made somebody say it out loud. Also, they're clearly talking about type two, but yet correct. Here we are. A listener of the podcast was told if I eat prickly pear cactus, prickly pear cactuses, oh, I should take them in pills because, and this is a quote, it helped my sister-in-law's friend's uncle. Mm. <laughs> Talking about your telephone game. Um, my sister-in-law's friend's uncle. All right. Uh, I'm going to the next one. Um, there's, there's another one. I don't know if it's on. Um, I don't know if it's on the list. We'll go down the list. And if it's not, I'll bring it up. Magnets. Oh, magnets. All I need is a ring with magnets. And it could cure my diabetes. Mm. You don't think that's going to work? Mm, why no. do people why, remember when? Remember when Brett Favre, you're from Wisconsin, you're going to know this. Do you remember when Brett Favre? It depends. I follow nothing in professional. He was hawking uh, magnetic bracelets. Bracelets. Yeah, for a while. And there is, again, if you look at the science, there is some science to that that goes along with redirection of, I mean, our bodies are electrical that's probably not the right way to say it somebody's probably going to be like jenny doesn't know what she's talking about (laughs) but like it's the reason that we can get a shock Mm -hmm. right and so if you redirect that normal pulsing through our body with these magnets it is supposed to again from whatever research that's been done it's supposed to help realign the movement of things through your body Mm -hmm. again not a cure but people like Again, it's like the telephone game. It's almost like, well, if it's good for this, couldn't it be good for that? And then it's like, hey, it's good for this. And hey, you should try it because my neighbor's uncle's friend, it definitely worked. Jenny, I Google magnets to cure diabetes and you're right down a rabbit hole. Um, Yes. Magnets will take away your neuropathy. Um, Burning pain and numbness will be 90% reduced. You know, and they use words like cohort. To make it seem like it's a study, and it's not a study; it's a no. web page. Um, you know, but then you can see where you can see what people Google, right? I don't know if people understand when you Google something, it gives you what mostly is asked: Do magnets help neuropathy? Can magnets reverse my diabetes? How do I permanently use magnets to reverse my diabetes? Side effects of magnet therapy. This means that people like looked into this like they they heard it somewhere and they went for it by the way um diabetes in control.com i don't know what that is says mm. um electric magnetic fields have been shown to reduce blood glucose and improve the body's response to insulin in genetically modified diabetic mice models well again mm. if i could get you to be a mouse then you'd be then all you'd have to do is li- live in an electric <laughs> electromagnetic field your whole life, and I guess everything would be fine. Uh, Altering the balance of oxidants and antioxidants in the liver, causing an improvement in the body's response to insulin. Hmm. Okay, so you see see where it comes from. You know what I mean? You 
You do. But again, you have to really, in all of this, you really have to know one, where did it come from to begin with? What's a really reputable source to look at for information? And then you have to remember that if... <laughs> Excuse me. She's choking on her words. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I am kind of. If there was a a really science-based, proof-based cure, mm-hmm. I I hope that it would be that simple to just bring it out and be like, look, we found this fruit that grows like uh, I don't know, on this plane someplace. And if you take it for the next seven days, your beta cells will regrow <laughs> and or if you eat it like once a week for the for the, your life you will keep your beta cells healthy and happy and restoring themselves yeah. right the way <laughs> i like to there. think the way i like to think about any of this it, i don't care about if diabetes myths or anything if it really worked you'd know like i i tell people all the time they're like people will jump online and they'll be like i saw this article about like a cure like is this real and i'm like you would know if it was real it it, it would be everywhere there'd be skywriters there'd be uh town criers would be yelling it's it's you know if you have to look for it it hasn't happened yet um right you know okay so can uh being a vegan or a vegetarian cure my diabetes no no are you sure (laughs) what if i just eat meat jenny forget those damn vegetables i'm just gonna go keto it'll cure my diabetes right it will not. No. Um, it'll lower your need for insulin. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and that's where you see the thing. Like, I've been told a few times that going vegan will get me off insulin. Um, and there are, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who do that, like, uh, high-carb, all-vegetable diet that mm-hmm. that have some success with that, right? Um But even, like, there's wording here that I want to, f- in this one statement... Uh, where did it go? It's the idea that if I if I eat low carb, my diabetes will go away. And again, you can see the progression. Like if you were eating higher carb and you used this amount of insulin and then you yes. ate lower carb and you were using less, I see where people would say go away, but it's Correct. not the it's not the right use of those words is, is no. ends up being the problem. And then a person who knows that's true gets told this in a grocery store and they're like, Hey, fuck off. <laughs> like, like you can't cure my diabetes with meat. I was told my 23 month old needed to go on a celery juice cleanse and he'd be healed. Theorists claim that type one and type one and a half diabetes are autoimmune. That is the, the body's immune system attacking its pancreas. This is a quote they got from this person. Don't get caught up in this confusion. Like, like, so they were told by a person, you've been told this is how type 1 diabetes works. That's not even true. You just need a celery yeah. cleanse. You've been lied to, essentially, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The man, uh, they the would man rather that you insulin. take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Go on, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say that, you know, the people who have the degrees, they mm-hmm. have lied to you. And you don't need insulin. What you really just need is this easy vegetable to get. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, oh, my janitor at work told me that if my kids <laughs> ate by their bl- – why did you laugh? Janitors might know. So maybe this guy used to be a I, doctor. Let's find out. Hold on a second. I, yes. Oh, uh, they need to eat by I their- wasn't laughing because of the janitor. I was waiting for what it was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you were. I was trying to be silly. Um, if my kids just ate by their blood type, they'd be cured. 
the mm. blood type diets. Yes. Have you read the book? I read it years ago. No, I, I don't read it. I find it. it it's, it's laborious. I hate reading. Yeah, I really, I really like reading, especially if it's informative reading. Um, and I also really like historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get to that later. later one day. <laughs> yes. Um, but in terms of that eat, eat right for your blood type, I believe is the name of the book. And there might be more out there now, but that was the book I read years ago. It it looks at history of the human population. And it looks at it from the perspective that from tribe to tribe, we didn't have the intermingling of cultures, okay. let's say, or nationalities that we have in today's world, mm-hmm. right? tribes tended to stay within their own group. Many of them were in certain areas of the world where they were more the gathering type and meat might have been very limited in ability to get. So their portion of it was very low through the course of the year. So they were doing a lot more of the plant-based diet intake. Whereas there were other people who lived in a place where meat was the prevalent, like, thing for them to take in. And yes, they got berries and grains and things occasionally, but not like this group would eat meat. So the idea is that the blood types, right? A, B, A, B, and O all came from the idea that their food had relation to their blood type. And that as we find out what our blood type is, we are more likely to do well in terms of our overall health if, in fact, we eat according to what that blood type dictated from food mm-hmm. or for the, the kind of food, right? Um, like, oh, I remember specifically, O and A, mainly because my husband is O and I am A, his blood type is supposedly more of the meat protein base. Whereas I actually eat without knowing it. I started before even reading this book. A is much more like plant-based. It's much more like vegetarian and that type of a diet idea. Um, Now, eating to your blood type, is that going to cure your diabetes again? That's the end point here. But the idea in today's world of eating that way, we have such an intermingling of culture and where people came from and everything that at this point, my expectation with that mixing is this isn't as beneficial mm-hmm. as the book points to. That's my thought. Yeah. Probably probably hard to sell a book, Jenny, if you say might and may on the cover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now yes. here, luckily you don't need the blood type thing because you can just eat a cup full of blueberries. A well-meaning person told mm-hmm. me, insisted in fact, that if I just ate a cup of fresh blueberries, it would cure my diabetes. Many mm-hmm. weeks later, months later, this person saw my father and apologized and said uh, she was sorry, but she had been wrong about that. 
<laughs> I'm laughing because do you know how long I've been eating blueberries every week? <laughs> like, where is my darn cure? Yeah. Where, where is it? I, I really. Well, she like, did, she didn't have a lawyer making the book cover for her, so she didn't say may cure your diabetes. She said definitely will. Um, it definitely will. My daughter was first diagnosed at four. Someone who never talks to me messaged me to tell me that her plant-based diet would just help it work it all out. Um, yeah. Oh, geez. And then the, the then the woman says, my daughter is on a plant-based diet, and then even in the womb, because that's what I'm doing, and that person didn't believe her. Uh, what else do we have here? Tell me, um, oh, a friend told me that I'm, quote, going through too much to control my daughter's diabetes. I, just, I should just look into different holistic options. And then she sent her a TikTok about mangoes and how they'll cure diabetes. Oh. I eat mangoes. Um, I don't have diabetes. So, huh? Well, it must be. Coincidence, work. Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've had the occasional mango. I haven't seen any any movement towards curing my diabetes. So, Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. I live in a very small rural town. My son has type 1 for years. We help locals with different things. An older woman who is very well respected in my community had recently lost her husband, and she was in need of help. My son, who was 14 at the time, and I both went over to help her clean out her horse stalls and help her with some paperwork. While my son did the yard work, she proceeded to tell me this very elaborate story about how the world is living in 3D. And we're about to move to 5D, at which point, uh, this woman says, I decided we had done enough and I needed to go. While she was thanking us and we were leaving, she explained that I needed to sit my son down in yellow light daily to cure his diabetes. <laughs> that I needed to get multiple yellow light bulbs and place him in the center of the room and shine the yellow light on him at least 20 minutes a day. Maybe I think this is the... I go ahead. Really, really come on. Like I think this is one of the most absurd that I have heard. And I think this even beats the cow urine. Come on. I think it does. It's because... Just 20 minutes, Jenny. Why are you not doing it? <laughs> We've been talking for 45 minutes. You could have had yellow light on you the whole time. I could have, and man, I would be cured. I could just if the next time we record, you're in like a tank top and there's like yellow glowing around you, I'm going to be like, I feel like I'm trying it, Scott. I'm trying it. I'm going to sound like a douchebag for a second here. I don't mind. Everyone should be questioning who they're listening to for everything, not just this, because a lovely woman, I'm sure. But if she thinks this, imagine... Imagine what else, like like where you're putting your, I don't know, your your 401k. Like, have you checked into what that guy thinks? Like, you got to ask everybody some questions. Right. I, I would now ask everybody, do you think there's a way to cure diabetes before I let them do anything with me? Uh, my favorite piece of unsolicited advice, uh, if I would only perform Reiki on my son's feet, I wouldn't need to inject him with insulin anymore. Yeah. Um. My eight-year-old son was diagnosed. A friend told me that certain diet together with daily, here it is. I know Jenny's waiting for this. Daily coffee enemas would cure his diabetes. Mm, yeah, this is the one that made me like <laughs> not have any words at all. And this was for this was advice to eight to a parent, old. right? Who yeah. had a kid. Right. 
I'm pretty sure yeah. that I, I think if you squirt coffee up your eight-year-old's ass, the cops are coming for you. Just so you know. <laughs> like that kid is definitely going to go to school and be like, I don't feel so good. And they just should be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you see, do, need to see the nurse? And the kid's going to be like, don't send me home. Mrs. Parker, my can mom, I talk My mom or dad is doing this, right? Can I, can I talk to you privately for a minute after English class? Uh, I don't know what to do. My mom and dad are putting a tube in my butt and squirting coffee in me. I need right. help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's... It's not right. Um, you know what? I'm going to come out strong on this one, Jenny, and say you should not be giving your eight-year-olds coffee animals. What the hell? They shouldn't be getting coffee to begin with. Well, hey, I'll put that out there. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but I don't know why any of you are letting your kids drink coffee. I think that's silly. A number of things that can cure it. Foods, drinking out of a steel cup will cure it. Oh. Oh, well. Jenny, use yeah. a steel cup every day. Again, you're mm. doing it wrong. Um, right. yeah. this, Maybe this, I'm supposed to eat the cup or lick it too. <laughs> What if you soaked it in okra and then had a cow piss in it and then I poured it up your ass? Oh, my God. Oh. You can do it behind a curtain. I don't need to look. Oh, my God. Seriously, at that point, I was going to be like, cup Jennifer, the- what are you doing you, like, you have what? the cup, you have access to cows, and a butthole. We are very close to curing you. <laughs> oh, maybe uh, we should mix in the cactus, too. That might... I mean, not the prickly part at all. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the prickly part helps. I don't know. We'll get it down to the tablets. Yeah, we'll definitely get those in there. We'll probably just, we could dilute it in the cow urine. Sure. You know what this ends up ruining? How about my daughter takes a supplement called Ovacetol that significantly mm-hmm. helps balance her hormonal issues? Right. And when people hear that, forget people, me, when someone told me that at first, I went, "Uh uh-oh, I got to check this lady's underarms to see if she shaves before I know if this is a good thing to do or not. But it's because of all this, like this lady, this last lady says, it's exhausting to hear this from people all the times. And It it makes, listen, I think I'm a common sense person, but I hear enough things like this. I go, everybody's out of their mind. And then somebody comes along and says something that was actually valuable. And I almost ignored it because I thought, what is this hocus pocus? You know Correct. what I mean? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that brings up one I said I was going to kind of mention along the line. This is, it's not essentially a myth in terms of a cure, but um, it, it has actually shown some benefit in terms of glucose levels and mm-hmm. in terms of like insulin sensitization and that kind of stuff, it's called bitter melon. Okay. It's a traditional Chinese vegetable. Um, and there are like supplements and whatnot that you can take as well, but it's heavily used in Chinese medicine, almost like some of the oral meds that are used in regular, like Westernized medicine. Yeah. Um, so again, not a cure, but it is something that does have like the ovacetol there is some value to it mm-hmm. if you look at it with the right light and I, say, I'm going to use this for this benefit. I get yeah. it. I want to point out, too, I'm not one of those people who's like Western medicine. That's it. Like, I'm, you know, right. I, I'm a person who uh, alleviated a lot of my back pain through just positive thinking and, you know, uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sarno's book. Um, so I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, it's gotta be in a pill and pharma has to make it, or I'm not taking it. I don't have that feeling at all. As a matter of fact, if you know, you smoke weed and it makes your life better, like go get it. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm all good. Yes. Uh, cashier told me if my son just ate an alkaline diet, his, uh, diabetes would get better. 
If I just got these special pills from India, he won't need his needles anymore. And I can't believe this. This is a long one. I'm going to encapsulize it. I can't believe I didn't see this the first time. An older gentleman in line ahead of me at the pharmacy told me his type uh, that I had the good type of diabetes. He had the worst kind. Uh, he was type 2. I was type 1. But then he said that, don't worry, because you can easily cure type 1 diabetes by drinking camel urine. I didn't see this in here because it's buried in such a long thing. And I like I like these conversations. I don't like to be overly prepared. So this is another one. The camel urine, I wonder if, again, this man clearly listened down a line of mm-hmm. fake telephone He couldn't line. even remember cow. <laughs> he couldn't remember cow. But there, there is, again, similar to bitter, bitter melon, there is some research into camel milk. Okay. And the effects on like blood glucose regulation and whatnot, again, not a cure. They weren't look at it, looking at it in research according to cure, but they were looking at it in terms of what would it yield um, in terms of glucose regulation, decreasing insulin resistance, improving even lipid profiles from the research. So again, where are we going to get camel milk from? But I think this is a, a direct, that guy said camel milk, maybe he meant or he said camel, camel urine. urine. Maybe, maybe he, he meant, meant cow's milk. urine. Maybe he meant camel milk. And he commingled them. Oh, and he brought them together. <laughs> I've just scrolled past a ton of uh, people said, you know, you have to do this homeopathically. Um, uh, my son's karate teacher told me I shouldn't be giving my son insulin. I mean, if you're <gasps> not listening to your, hey, if you're not listening to your karate teacher about medicine, I don't know what you're doing. Um, I would go to support groups with type ones uh, for type one parents. And a mom said, I don't believe in giving my kid drugs of any kind. We're just going to manage her diabetes <gasps> with food, exercise, herbal remedies instead of insulin. And, oh. and they said, we said, oh, keep us posted. Let us know how that goes. Um, and she says, I oh. hope someone intervened. Um, a friend just told me her 15-year-old's nephew, type 1, was going into remission because they had prayed very hard. They laid hands oh. on him at church. Um she said her doctor is the one who told them that it's in remission. Uh, your, <gasps> yeah, your kid had a honeymoon. That's terrible. Um, oh, that made me sad. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's get back to pee in your butt. <laughs> that's more <laughs> That's more fun to talk about. That's more fun, yes. This is uh, my fault my daughter hasn't been cured yet because I gave her injections of insulin. It's my fault that her pancreas stopped producing insulin because I gave her the insulin. Oh, no. Yeah. I should have given her no carbs or sugar and no insulin, and she would have healed herself by now. Oh. Okay. And there's there's somebody who hasn't been from the beginning given the right information along with the diagnosis of type 1 means this, right? Mm-hmm. You will not heal dead beta cells. Yeah. Um, could you with low carb initially lean off of a heavy impact or a heavy request of those beta cells to continue to help, sure. But eventually, because it's an autoimmune-based issue, mm-hmm. the betas are going to continue to decline to, l- to l- a, Listen, the before insulin, if you got type 1 diabetes, they starved you to keep you alive. There, Hi- that was a keto diet. Yeah, high exercise, yeah. high water, no food, no carbs, and they sometimes get people alive for a couple of years that way. It was pretty much fat and yeah. very little protein. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have two more here. Um, mm. And this is going to lead into a tiny bit of a conversation. Can drinking apple cider vinegar 
cure my diabetes or help with my diabetes. I want to say that recently I had uh, someone on the podcast who yes. pe- people might know as uh, Glucose Goddess. It's, it's yeah. Jesse, and she she goes by that moniker. She writes some books. And I had her on because so many people are like, hey, I follow this girl on Instagram. And I know I earlier I was like Instagram, um, but but and she really helps me. So mm-hmm. what I learned in the course of talking to her is what she was talking about is just something that we always talk about is eating your food in a certain order to help the digestion process and help your body yep. not pick up the glucoses yes. drastically. And I cannot tell you how many people have gotten back to me and said, hey, I did the stuff she said about eating in a certain order. And it's really making a difference in my insulin yeah. needs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Her hacks are, um, I know, I, I don't know her personally, but I know her her teachings mm-hmm. well. Um, and her, I listened to the episode. It was quite, quite good. Yeah, she was terrific. And even, even her information about the apple cider vinegar is very informative as to why we would expect it to assist in some way. Mm-hmm. Right. The the way that it works on a gut level and impacts the way that your body digests and absorbs um, carbohydrates from a slowing nature. There's even a muscular based response to the apple cider vinegar intake. Um, So I think she did a really lovely job of explaining, especially not being a person with diabetes herself, only understanding it from her health reasons for looking further into how to eat the way that she encourages. She she was a little nervous when, when I asked her to come on the show. Really? Like, yeah, because she's like, people are going to think I'm saying like you can cure diabetes and I'm not saying that. She goes, but it always gets confused and people say, you know, and she said, plus I I at one time doing this research, she wore a CGM and she didn't want to mm-hmm. get that like, you know, sometimes you, you, you'll take some crap for wearing a CGM if you don't have diabetes online. Because again, right. here's a myth. Uh, if someone doesn't have diabetes and is, I don't know, given a CGM by a doctor or can afford to buy it in cash or whatever they do. That doesn't take a CGM from you. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, Dexcom would be thrilled to make more of them. They they're mm-hmm. not and sell more of them. They're it. That's always that's a myth around diabetes. Yeah. My good health doesn't stop you from having good health, and it just and and I've heard the argument. Well, I can't afford it. That's a different argument. Like like it right is. like yeah, affordability is different, but. Just because one person got one doesn't mean another person doesn't get one. That's a scarce. That's a scarcity mentality. It's, uh, correct. Yeah. And that while in the past couple of years we have had issues with back order and we have had issues with supply chain and that kind of stuff. At this point, unless you really get a notification um, about supplies being like a week behind or whatnot, you should not be able. You should not have the issue of getting supplies just because somebody without diabetes is buying it out of pocket themselves. Yes, you you should trust that in a capitalistic society, if a company is making something and people want to buy it, uh, and then they run out of it, they will make extra more. Yeah, because listen, the same thing. I mean, now Jenny, you know, like I'm almost eleven weeks into Wegovi. Mm-hmm. I have lost twenty one and a half pounds. I think. I don't think it's a stretch to say I, I almost look like a different person sitting in front of you. Um, mm-hmm. It's been been amazing for me. Uh, but there was that like whole like, though there's an Ozempic shortage and these people using this for weight loss or stopping type twos from getting it. That did happen for a second. Like for a second, Novo Nordisk was like, uh, we didn't make enough of this. and right. But they don't like go home and cry and then watch Murder, She Wrote. 
they open up new factories and new process. And they're like, hey, cha-ching, baby. And <laughs> they right. get out there and they start making more. And so it's almost necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, like, be happy. It's helping people. There'll be mm-hmm. a little ebb and flow in there. And then it, it comes right back again. Same thing with that. Um, people might wonder why I didn't include um, there's a cure and it's being hidden from you in this episode, but that's because I think that's going to be its own episode. Episode? So, okay. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Gosh, that. that'll be an interesting discussion. Oh, we're going to talk about aliens and Bigfoot <laughs> and all kinds of stuff in that one. So Fabulous. All right. Thank you for doing this. Of course. All righty, Roo. Thanks to Jenny, integrateddiabetes.com. If you're looking for Jenny, thanks to all of the listeners who sent in their stories of what they were told would cure their diabetes or their loved one's diabetes. And I know you're thinking, Scott, you didn't mention cinnamon. Don't worry. It's coming. Let's thank Dexcom. Of course, Dexcom makes the G6 and G7 continuous glucose monitoring systems. And you can learn more about them and get started today doing yourself a great favor and supporting the podcast by using my link, dexcom.com forward slash juicebox and get yourself an Omnipod Dash or Omnipod 5 at omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. Hey, if you're looking for a big group of people who don't think that flying saucers who are being flown by monkeys can cure your lumbago, check out the Facebook group that I started for the podcast. It's a private group with 40,000 active members. Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. Absolutely free. Great place to meet great people or just kind of lurk around, see what's going on, listen to the conversations, or maybe just learn how people are handling their type 1, type 2, gestational, pregnancy with diabetes, and so much more. Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. The term snake oil is used to describe any worthless pseudo-medical remedy promoted as a cure for various illnesses. By extension, snake oil salesmen are charlatans who sell such fraudulent goods. In 19th century America, snake oil was commonly promoted as a cure-all. And that's where the phrase comes from. Sales of alleged rattlesnake oil continued into the 20th century. In 1915, the U.S. government ordered the analysis of a well-known product, Clark Stanley's snake oil liniment. The analysis found that the snake oil was really a light mineral oil or petroleum product mixed with about 1% of fatty oil that they believe may have been beef fat, capsum, and possibly a trace of camphor and turpentine. Since the product contained no snake-derived oil, Stanley was taken to court, found guilty of misbranding and misrepresenting the product. He was fined $20, the equivalent of about 430 in today's world. But I'm going to say at least he didn't ask you to put that in your butt. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.